Hello, America and everywhere else in the world. Welcome to the first ever edition of Corey Has a Guest. This time around, I'm joined by Coach Maverick. He's a fitness coach, kettlebell coach, all around badass dude. And, you know, we we dive into fitness and we talk about what that means for different people and how to stay motivated and how to even just get started and, and believe in yourself and all that all that good shit. Dude is dropping some gems, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode and take something cool away from it. Later! Hey! What's up, Bubba? What's Doing going right? on, man? I'm all good, man. Got a, uh, I, I got a guy out here working on the, um, the back uh, mother-in-law suite. He's turning it into a um, uh, woodworking shop slash office. Oh, nice. So the mother-in-law suite doesn't actually have to be for the mother-in-law. It could be. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so no funny. Way, I've had these conversations with my wife about, yeah, we should get a mother-in-law suite. And I'm like, man, maybe your mom. But like, I, I don't want to live with my own mom ever again. Uh, no way, man. Like we when we first moved here, our intent was that we were like, okay, cool. We're going to, we're going to flip this and turn it into an Airbnb, blah, 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 blah. But then the area rezoned and now you can't do Airbnb. So we're like, all right, that's fine. And then we were like, okay, well maybe we'll just have it for extra space for, you know, when we have guests over. And then we were like, no, we don't want people over. And then my wife, she really is, uh, she's very artistic. So she's been, um, you know, doing research and getting into um, uh, flipping furniture, you know, like, you know, uh, okay. fabricating it and stuff like that. So she, um, so I was like, why don't we just turn it into a wood shop for you? And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah. So hired a guy, he came over, he's out there, he's refacing the whole thing. So it'll be, a, it'll be, you know, you walk in, you'd be like, okay, there's a workbench here. There's an office area here. You can pretty much do whatever you want to to it because we're gonna put you know um, this uh, uh, this box this epoxy flooring on there so it's durable everything and um, and there'll be an office area so even if we even if we don't do woodworking after like a year we still have it as an office and then a, and then a wood shop for like doing projects and stuff like that um, but the the main thing is that it's gonna get get it up and running for her. So she's got an area where she can go work and and make some make some cutting. We've got like ten or twelve pieces of furniture already, like ready to to for her to to work on. Just picking it up like for odds and ends. Couches and stuff like this, or talking like uh, um, real wood furniture from like the twenties. Like nice. we've got a we've got a we've got a baker's cabinet back there from nineteen thirty. Um, we've got a, um, a, a rolling, uh, island, like a kitchen island from like the twenties. Oh, all nice. In good condition. So, you know, we picked up these items for like a couple hundred bucks and with a little bit of paint and TLC, you know, you'd be able to flip them for five, $600. It's so, so funny because when cool me shit, and my man. wife first started dating, I had these, uh, I lived alone and had these old couches that were given to me and it was, they were all wood. And they, the the cushions were covered in plastic, and everybody used to make fun of me like, "You got these fucking old grandma couches." And um, so I, eventually, I just got tired of like, you could spill shit on them; it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. They were covered in plastic, you yep. know. But uh, so we eventually got rid of them because it was it wasn't enough space for us to like comfortably both be on it, and it didn't really matter uh -huh. to me because I wasn't really home very much. But now, and we looked at getting it reupholstered. Um, a while back and i didn't realize like in new york city that stuff's really expensive yeah there's a um there's actually a market for flipping couches and um so so people will go and they'll put their couch on and it's like you know dirty or covered in dog hair it's like free right so you go and you pick it up and you clean it off and you might spend 150 bucks on the couch right but then you turn around and flip it for 300 dollars because all you did was clean it up and then offer free delivery and then, you know, you're just, but there's a, you're only looking for a certain couch. You're only looking for a sectional. So you're looking for sectionals because that's, you know, that, that fits a lot of people on there and, uh, and they hold their value for more for some reason. But um, yeah, man, I mean, you can fucking sell anything, man. You I could mean, sell like, anything. That's all I wanted to say. You could sell literally anything. 
anything. I mean, I mean, like these fucking massage guns, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like they're like twenty bucks from China, but people are flipping them for you know four hundred dollars from Hypervice. But then you know, I got this one right here. Is that a Hypervolt? It, it's the same model. It's the same. Oh, okay. Model, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Same model, but you see how intrigued you are. You're like, oh fuck, it's a Hypervolt. If they're all the same shit, they it's all, all the same shit. They man. all turn on and they do this shit right here. Yeah, there's no fucking difference between Yo, it. it it's nah. so funny because like as a kid, it's hard to understand that, right? Like when I was a kid, my mom would like all the other kids at school would have this brand name thing, and it's like I need to have this thing, or everybody's gonna fucking clown me for not having this thing. Yep. So, yeah. but it's all the same shit. Yeah, it is, dude. It all comes from China. Um, you know, it just comes down to like now, now, now everything comes from the same place, but um, but there's different levels of quality, right? So you know, you could you could get like that that sweater you have on right there, probably super comfortable, nice and soft, really, really bit, really flexible. You could get the same exact one, and that shit's like putting on a straight jacket. You're like, you know, oh yeah, 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 up. for sure. So you know, but. You know that's that's why it's lucrative to do your own your own branding your own t-shirt like this shirt right here this raglan shirt with my logo on it was i don't know 15 bucks you know right? what's funny about that is I, I it took me years i worked in fashion for 10 years yeah it took me years to know what raglan what like con, like made it be considered a raglan shirt yeah and uh raglan shirts are dope but you gotta have yeah, shoulders <laughs> You gotta be fucking stout to wear a rag. You got little, you got little schoolboy shoulders. You gotta have shoulders in a raglan. Yeah, you do, man. Yeah. Um, No, but like, like this shirt right here. If I went and got this shirt at like Dillard's or like a J.C. Penney's or or some shit like that, a retail store, the raglan in some some print right here, it's gonna cost me like thirty bucks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. So, and why? And why are you gonna wear someone else's logo on your chest? Like, you know, I'm not doing that shit anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like when I go out, I'm either wearing a shirt that's got no brand on it, or I'm wearing my brand. See, that's cool, man. Yeah, I, and it's funny because I feel like the more you start becoming your own brand, that's what it is, and that's what I think happened with social media too. You started realizing over the years, like, wait a minute. I could like really represent myself all the way. I, and I think about it in a way like superheroes wear like Spider-Man is not going to wear a fucking Batman suit. You know what I mean? He rocks his own shit. Yeah. He rocks his own shit. Batman's not know? really so a superhero. Like, <laughs> no, he's not, man. No, he's really not, man. But you know, it's not. like if you're bopping around town and you got your logo on, you may not get any interaction, but somebody's going to read your shirt and be like, fucking Mavericks Fieldhouse. Fuck is that? You know, fucking Google. And I mean, I'm like, oh, that's a gym. Oh, well, fuck, they're right here in town. Yada, yada, yada. You're a walking billboard right there. You are, man. And and you're stout. You know what I mean? If you're stout, you're you're good looking and you you look the part, you know, people are going to, people are going to fucking, they're going to stalk you. Well, well, first of all, um, I want to say, because we just started we started rolling right away but i I do want to introduce you guys this is the first ever edition of Corey has a guest it's a side uh project on Corey has a podcast it's called Corey has a guest and my first ever guest i'm honored to have coach maverick who has become my coach and basically the way it works is you can actually people that you see on social media, people that you see and they're doing something that you like, they're not as out of reach as you think they are because sometimes it just takes contacting that person, talking to them, uh, talking to them about what they do and showing interest in it. And you guys find that you have some commonality and you end up, you know, you can talk to people that you (laughs) want to because I got this guy to come sit here and talk to me today and talk to you guys today. Hopefully you guys can take something away from this. So, Coach Maverick, uh, I want to have you introduce yourself here on Corey Has a Podcast and, um, you know, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into um, fitness and, and like, what keeps you going every day with that. Uh, fitness started in 99. 
did uh, did powerlifting, power building, or whatever you want to call it. You know, basically, I showed up to the gym and and just you know slung heavy weight, and um, and I and I played a lot on my metabolism and in uh, my youth for disregard for for movement. Uh, yeah, I, I did move quite well, but there's a lot of uh, technical uh, issues that come with weight training um, that I didn't know about because all I did was work out. Uh, and it wasn't until uh, recently, you know, not not like yesterday, but um, in my 30s where I started to understand the difference between working out and training. And um, the biggest difference is, is a goal. So if you're training, you're, you're working towards a goal. And if you're working out, you're just trying to, you know, accomplish a, a good sweat and, or chase a pump or, uh, or feed your ego or, or something along those lines. And, and no, those, those things are cool for instant gratification. But what I've started to realize is, is that fitness is not about the being that you are uh, today. It's about who you are in, you know, one to, to five years. And, uh, you know, if you, if you look back on yourself as a, as a 40 year old and you're 50, you know, are you going to be like, Hey man, what were you thinking? So that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing that I've learned over my years with, with exercise is that it's all about training and giving yourself realistic goals. So, um, with that, the powerlifting ended in 2000 and like 12 and then uh, CrossFit started uh, from 2013 to like 2015 uh, or 16 or something like that and then uh, I, I fell off that wagon just because it just became you know CrossFit yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know, few injuries too many um, and then uh, my coach who I met as I was pretty much removing myself from the, the CrossFit uh, IV. And, um, she was like, Hey, why don't you, you know, try the kettlebell out. And so, um, so, oh no, 2015, I started the kettlebell. So it was 2014 that I, that I stopped. So, so much fitness that you don't remember things. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, 2015 is when I started, cause that's when I got strong first level one certified and then strong first level two certified. And, um, that's pretty much when my kettlebell stuff, you know, started to kick in. And then um, I still use the barbell, but for, for classic lifting. Uh, and Maybe then, like um, a bench press or a deadlift or something. Yeah, like like big five, you know, squat, bench, deadlift, press, Military, federal yeah. row. Yeah. And then um, in 2018, I got rid of the barbell com pretty much completely. And then I just strictly did kettlebells. So I took my, my mindset of powerlifting and flipped it into kettlebells. So that's why I train with with massive kettlebells but huge um, huge kettlebells well you know the saying is you're only as strong as as the heaviest weight you have and um you know and strength doesn't really care who you are weight doesn't care who you are it's there for you to to do with it as you please and if you move really really well it's not going to hurt you it's only going to propel you so um, I took the powerlifting mindset with it and then I, and then I molded it into built by the bell philosophy. And, um, and then recently I went and got a barbell certification, uh, cause it was based on powerlifting, uh, from, from Doc Hartle, Dr. Mike Hartle. And he really, really broadened my spectrum on, on reconnecting, uh, my mind and my, my DNA with the iron, uh, with his, with regards to, you know, foot placement, bracing, uh, alignment of the body during certain movement patterns uh, that I thought I was aware of, but I wasn't aware of. So with that being said, never stop learning and, um, you know, always strive to uh, not necessarily be a master of, of what you do, but always just be a seeker of bettering what you do. Because, you know, it's, you can get called like you're the greatest of all time, but it's, it's really not a compliment that, that you want. Uh, cause then it will, it's for some people, you'll, you'll just be like, Oh, I'm the greatest. So I don't need to do anything else. And then for other people, they'll take it as a compliment and be like, well, thank you. But they're still humble in their mindset to keep on pressing forward, to keep learning. Uh, cause there's just so much stuff out there to learn, but there's so much stuff out there that you have to be careful of. Um, <clears throat> because, um, there's just a lot of saturated 
uh, fitness out there. And it's very hard for, for beginners and for seekers uh, switching from one modality to the next to be able to be, uh, to believe it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like to, to be able to believe it. Uh, you know, you've got various kettlebell uh, forms and you've got uh, the CrossFit mentality being uh, being like molded into what kettlebells is. And then you get kettlebells are being plagued as just a cardiovascular tool. Um, oh, you can't get strong with kettlebells or you can't. There's always a, a you can't in front of a kettlebell. Do you feel you like a lot of people have like aesthetic goals that they feel like the kettlebell can't fulfill? You know what I mean? Well, I think if a person understands what weight is, then they can eradicate the thought that that a kettlebell can't provide a uh, a solution to their to their to their dilemma. Right. Um, if you have if you have a 25 pound rock, a 25 pound dumbbell, and a 25 pound kettlebell and a 25 pound plate. There's no difference between them except for the shape. That's it. Yep. You can do as you please with them. Some movements are going to be more advantageous in like it's going to be kind of hard for you to palm a 25 pound rock and do a clean with it, but you can do a two hand clean with it and you can press it. It might be a little bit easier to move a dumbbell to do a curl, but you can, you know, you can manage to do it with a kettlebell if you wanted to. And then if you wanted to do a curl with a plate, you'd have to basically put two hands on it. But at the end of the day, weight is weight. And, if, and once the person realizes that, it just comes down to what weight and what tool they connect best with. That's all that matters, man. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, that's why I stopped doing barbells so much because I connected with the kettlebell so instantly, man. It was like ramen noodles. Bing! Well, like, you, said, uh, you said this term last time we spoke you talked about uh kettlebell hippies and i love i've been thinking about that since like what what uh would make someone a kettlebell hippie what do you mean like a hippie like like what like you mean? you're like you know one of my kettlebell hippie friends you know like we like the somebody who loves kettlebells i, I heard you say that and um not not now but last time we spoke and um i guess it was you were talking about someone who uh is also just a person who trains strictly with kettlebells and like feels connected with them and oh so like just like very very uh into it with with the kettlebells i mean so, uh, um so like hmm. i guess uh i i think i think i remember saying that i just can't remember what context it was in but if you want to think about a kettlebell as a martial artist or as somebody who's connecting with the kettlebell, you know, it's like, you know, hippies, you know, back in, you know, the sixties and stuff like that, they were connecting more like on psychedelics and really getting creative with their, their thought process. And, and that's, that's one of the, the advantageous elements to kettlebells is that it really is an extension of your extremity. Um, so you can create any sort of pattern you want with it, just as long as you have an understanding of the, of, of the basic structure, you know what I mean? It's like, you, you got a house, build your, build your, your foundation. And then if you want to put a, a water slide in your house, then go ahead. But <laughs> yeah. you know, if you just want to have four walls and some rooms and some bathrooms and a kitchen, then that's cool too. It's still going to provide, you know, everything that a house needs to provide. Love but that. I guess having, I guess having that, 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 that flow state of mind where you just like one with the kettlebell. Yeah. That could be a little bit hippie right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, I also love that you said, uh, just always be learning, right? Like yep. this person's the greatest ever, like you're the greatest ever this year, more information and more knowledge is going to be coming out and you're just going to be, you don't want to fall behind and just ride that wave of a few people told you you were great. It's nice to just constantly be learning things. And I feel like my, my journey was kind of similar to yours in a way where I was really heavily into bodybuilding for a long time. And um, I was moving weight, but I actually wasn't moving that well. And I didn't know that. Like, it was unbeknownst to me. I was just kind of just uh, muscling things around. And there wasn't really much technique. It was like, look how much I can bench, you know? And yep. then eventually 
something happens, you know, like I, for me, I ended up hurting my lower back really bad. I ended up hurt, hurting my lumbar spine. And uh, I just, I just thought like, man, I'm never really going to be able to do anything again. Like I, I, I had gotten so, it was so bad that one morning I woke up and I couldn't walk. Like I couldn't move one leg in front of the other to like, without feeling like shooting excruciating pain in my lower back. And I had to go to the hospital and I was like in a wheelchair and they stuck this, this lady comes out with this needle and it was like, <laughs> it was like the size of a fucking yardstick. And she's like, do you want this in your ass or in your shoulder? And I'm like, you can put it in my shoulder. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the wrong wrong choice right there, buddy. <laughs> I know I should have got it right because my arm was like dead for the rest of the day. But I was just like, uh, I hate needles anyway. And every time I go, I'm like, yeah. they're like, but I hate needles. They're like, you're covered in tattoos. I'm like, it's different. Yeah, it is different. I'm not, I'm the same way. I don't like getting blood drawn. Yeah. Yeah. It's it sucks. Yeah. So, but, yeah, so yeah, I mean, it does. It doesn't suck. It's more or less an anticipation of fear because you you know they're removing something from you, and you're and you're like, well, that's mine. But like, it's not a bad thing. It's it's actually good to get your blood drawn. You know what I mean? Because but it's uncomfortable. Gets, it's an uncomfortable that feel. They're like, oh, it's just a pinch. And you know what's funny? That's actually the most accurate way it's ever been described to me. Someone's like, it's just a pinch. It does actually feel like a pinch. But you know what? I also don't like being pinched. Yeah. You know? yeah, I don't think anybody likes being pinched. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. Like, uh, um, St. Patty's Day. Yeah. You better wear green. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. So, Definitely. you, so you, did you grow up in Florida? So, I was, I, I, I've lived in Florida since 91. Okay. But before that, before that, I lived in Germany from 82 to 91. So, ah. Yeah. So, my mom was Army. And, um, and she was stationed in, uh, in Berlin uh, from 82 to 85. And then, um, and then we were back stateside for like nine, 10 months. And then back, from, uh, back into uh, Germany from, like eight, from 87 to 92. So, um, but uh, yeah, and then in 91, she retired from uh, active duty and went full guard. So, uh, yeah, we moved to Orlando and then I, that's where I grew up. I grew up in Orlando. And then, um, and then when I did my air force, I was in, I was in the panhandle, which is near, uh, uh like Tallahassee, Destin, uh, Panama city, just below Alabama. And, uh, and then I lived there from, I lived there from 2001 to, uh, basically the end of 09. And then that's when I moved back down to Orlando. And, uh, and then I started, I started developing my, my unbeknownst path to becoming uh, a trainer and then uh, a coach and then a business owner and then a, an online uh, instructor. That's crazy, man. And that's awesome. And I feel like I saw something that you had posted actually recently where you were talking about, uh, actually, I think you posted something today that I really liked where you talked about committing to yourself right and like if you never just decided to go full force into those things back then you wouldn't really you wouldn't that's you wouldn't be where you are right now and I think um no you would you wouldn't man um I, today I today I put a post uh, of, of it was um I said don't be afraid to do the right thing even if it's hard you know what I mean and and that's that's one of the things that's that's one of the things that, that people are having a problem with is that they don't want to do the right thing because it's, it's difficult to learn basics. It's like, it's difficult to learn your ABCs of fitness because everybody just wants to, 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 to write in, in, in whatever, uh, in chicken scratch. Well, you people want to pay for it so it could just get done for them. Well, no, people, people don't want to learn what it takes to get good at, at something. They just want, a lot of people like a wow factor, which is cool. You know what I mean? It's like a roller coaster. You get on it, it's an adrenaline rush, and then you forget it. You know what I mean? But if you have, if let's just take a roller coaster for example, you go to uh, uh, you go to a seminar and they actually showed you how the roller coaster was built, and there's a there's a reason behind the drops and the the, the gravitational force and the G's that you're pulling and the flips and turns like stuff. 
and it's all appropriately placed. So you don't, you don't get dizzy. You don't throw up all those things. You just have a great ride. And when people start to understand that all you need to build is these basic kettlebell movements or these basic barbell or these basic calisthenic movements, once you have those, your own creativity will flourish from it. And then you don't have to go out and chase all these radical, you know, individuals that are basically painting, painting the air with a kettlebell. And it's like, what, what, what for, you know what I mean? Cause they don't oh, know why they're doing it. You know, Even they, on a like, basic level, when you're teaching someone, especially when you're taking on someone probably, and I'm sure you know this, who doesn't, who's has no experience and just teaching them the way the body moves, like, this is a knee dominant move. This is a yeah. hip dominant move. Like yeah. the the possibility, like if you can hold, if you can load any movement, you can do any movement if you know how to do it properly. And teaching people that I think is so valuable. It is, man. It's, it's, but if the more and more people that are teaching or that are, that are portraying basic movement patterns, it's going to create a culture of, of individuals seeking fitness to to want that to want to learn the why on how how they did that like when you see somebody juggling a kettlebell and it's 100 pounds there's a lot of why and how on that on, on how that individual is able to do that and but then the person will go out and try to do that and then they'll break their wrist and they're like oh, well, yeah. how, well, well, well i'm strong well i'm fit i can bench press 315 pounds or I can leg press 500 pounds. So why can't I do that? Because there's a lot more things that go into it. It's like, oh, totally. watch somebody, watch somebody pinstripe an old 1957 Chevy by hand. You know what I mean? You look at him, do it. And you're like, oh, oh shit, that's easy. But you don't understand the, 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 the finger pressure and the balance and concentration and the diminishment of fear that you're going to fuck up that that person has gone through to be able to draw that 12 foot straight line down the, down the side of that 57 Chevy. They, they don't get, they just say like, Oh, I can do that. And then it looks like fucking Linus from Charlie oh, Brown was out there. <laughs> on it. Yeah. It's so funny. I think about that, like in terms of, it's funny when I was a kid, I was into skateboarding and yep. I would, I would watch the X games would be on TV and I would like, yeah. there was movies and people even like seeing Bart Simpson ride around on a skateboard. I got a skateboard and I went out and I busted my lip on the ground so many yep. times, scraped yep. up my arms and legs. Like, and I'm like, Oh, it's not, you can't just go and just get on this and just start fucking doing kick flips and shit. Like you actually have to practice doing this on a regular basis. Like, of course. I mean, but the capabilities are there. I mean, let's take one of the most complicated modalities of fitness, Olympic weightlifting. It is insanely complicated to properly clean a barbell and let alone properly jerk the barbell, stand back up with it without blowing your lumbar out. And then now you want to elevate that and then do the magical, mysterious snatch of you see all the memes of here I am. Here I finish, and there's this big gap of I don't know how it happened, but there, but but that's the, the I don't know how it happened is because the person is not connecting with all sequence of the movement pattern. They're focused on A, and they're focused on Z, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, I got here, Whew, that was good. Yeah. But if they take the time to connect with B through Y, then they're just going to get better. They're going to get better at whatever it is that they do and when you, once you get better at moving your own body you get better at everything you get better at dealing with stress you get better at dealing with anxiety with all of these these um these beacons of distraction um and but everybody wants everything quick you know what i mean it's like why do you think the world is fat you know what i mean why do you think we have a health industry you know why do we think what do you think we have fitness uh people or, or health it's because convenience, you know what I mean? It's like you go buy a, a, a hamburger and it's $10 or, or, or it's, it's $2. I saw and a commercial for salad. the Whoppers, the Whoppers two for five now. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a commercial. And then, and then if you want a salad, it's 15 bucks, 15 bucks, you know, and you got people that are raising four kids or whatever, or 
stay at home this or working nine to five or, or 12 to 12. And they, it's all about convenience. And I mean, so that convenience creates a culture of, of, of um, I want it now. And I, I want the newest thing. I got to have it because if I don't have it, I'm going to get made fun of. And I don't care how much it costs. I got to have it. And well, it's I mean, like Wally. Did you see? ever see the movie Wally? Wally with an E? Yeah. Uh, oh, the cartoon? That yeah, animated movie. Well, basically yeah, the world, it's like a post, it's, it kind of seems like a post-apocalyptic world and then in one part of it, but then all these people are just obese riding around on these hover carts, just like at the push of a button, they could just have whatever they want. They don't really yeah, have to it, move or do anything, but it's yeah, a good movie. But, 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 you know, you, you don't ever hear the saying, um, uh, uh, you, the saying is fat and happy, right? You know, you're yeah, like, yeah. well, I'm just fat and happy. You know what I mean? It's like, you're miserably fit. You know what I mean? It's like, it's fucking hard to get in shape. It's, it's hard. Oh yeah. You know I mean, it's, Rewarding. I mean, you're not it, to, to who though? Only to you. Only to you. But, but it's only rewarding to use because you can, you can think, you know, the, the Greek sculptures of, you know, Hercules and Aphrodite and Zeus for, for sculpting these images of, what they idolized as perfection, you know, I mean, pecs and abs and quads and calves and biceps and traps and all these things, this muscular development. And then it just becomes this, like this beacon of like, well, I want to look like that. You know and I mean, and then, it, you know, I, I put this thing up. It's like, I'm glad that of all the things I could have been addicted to, it was fitness because addiction runs deep in the dna of every single human being oh yeah and you know but but what addiction you choose is going to dictate your your livelihood and your 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 world and because if you weren't in fitness you know what i mean then you and i would have never met and i wouldn't Very be on true. your podcast i wouldn't be on your podcast you know what i mean but you chose to be in fitness however many years ago and somewhere along that path, it has led to this this point right here where we're chatting and, and coaching and things of that nature and helping people. But not everybody's addicted to to health. You know, what I mean, most people don't like what they do. They don't they don't they don't enjoy their lives. They're they're not happy with who they're married to. They're not happy that they have kids, or one is happy to have kids and the other one's not. So they're like, why should I even care? So. You know, and that's the vast majority of human of, of human behavior. And yeah, it's, yeah. it sucks. Unfortunately, dude. It sucks. yeah, bro. It, it sucks. But the world has 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 peddled people into that dilemma of why should I even care? Why why do I need to have the muscles? Like blah 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 blah. And even as even as a as a fitness enthusiast of strength and um, in health. I still battle with the dealing with having to live up to this magazine ideology of you can't be respected as a fitness uh, influencer, you know, because that's what we are. Yeah. Um, unless you have, unless you look like Hercules or or Aphrodite or whatever, you, you're not going to be respected. Uh, I had a conversation with with a lady the other day, and we were talking about strength and um and nutrition and uh you know it's like you can come to you can go to anybody for nutritional help you know what i mean it's your choice to to take it but don't bash them uh if they look a certain way because health comes in all different shapes and sizes and so oh, absolutely fitness. however however they have plagued the pinnacle of health and fitness as you know these ken and barbie doll looking individuals with with abs and, and stuff like that and, and biceps. I'm actually, so, I was talking to a, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, not to cut you off where she said, Hey, does having abs mean that you have a strong core? I said, having abs means that you have low percentage of body fat. It's not necessarily mean that you have a strong core. That's really what it means. Cause everybody has abdominal, everybody has abs like, and they are shaped like abs, but the only difference, exactly that right there. It's like if if you have if you can see your abs, all you have is low body fat. But 
if you if you take a a strong man or a power lifter exactly the example core, i used their so core strong is like juggernaut proof you know what i mean but you can't see their abs because because they've got all this they need that padding. padding. They need the they padding, need that padding right? on them so they can move that weight. Weight they moves that weight. insulation, man. It does, man. They need that insulation right there. And um, but that goes back to what I was talking about about nutrition. And if if you if, if you're looking for a nutritionist and you're you're in powerlifting, you're probably gonna want somebody who looks like a powerlifter. And they know everything about nutrition with regards to their sport. So it's going to be, it's going to be good for them. But if you, if you stack up a nutritionist, that's a power lifter a nutritionist that is a bodybuilder uh, and a nutritionist that is a yoga instructor, there's no difference between them with regards to being a nutritionist. The only thing that's different between them is their, their physical structure and how, and how they're built. Yeah. But, um, but everybody thinks that, the nutritionist is going to be the bodybuilder because they're the one that's in most, they're most shredded. They got abs, they got chiseled this, blah, 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 blah. And that's the one that they're going to go with, which is bullshit. Absolutely. And I talk to people about that a lot because the, the bodybuilder physique is, that's obviously why I got into it. Um, I have a lot of people in my background and my family that um, are not in shape and have a lot of health issues as a result of just, lack of knowledge of mm -hmm. proper nutrition, you know? And yep. so my, you know, my dad, he was actually in the army too. He was always into training. Whenever I would stay with him, my parents were separated at very young. So I would stay with my dad sometimes. And he was like kind of crazy about it. Like he would like come in the room with a weight vest on, like army fatigue pants and, be, and get me up at 6 a.m. and have me running up and down the stairs and doing pushups and stuff. I hated it at the time as a kid, but now I think about those things and we laugh together about it. But um, on my mom's side of the family, it wasn't like that. And that's who I grew up with. So there wasn't, there wasn't like salads and vegetables and there was fast food and stuff you could put in a microwave and shit, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so, and she did the best she could, but she didn't know any better, you know? So, mm -hmm. and the knowledge is out there. You just, you, you know, it, you, 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 whatever hand you're dealt, you, you play it until you could, you know, figure out how to make some changes, I think. And that's what I had to do. There's got, there's got to be a, um, a, a new path that is painted as the correct path for people to be able to get that to happen. And, um, and it's only going to happen with, with, with movement um, of like-minded individuals uh, out there uh, projecting what, is right like it's there's a difference between right and wrong if it's a red light you 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 stop if it's a green light you go but right now people are running those yellow lights all fucking day long and they're really oh, red yeah. and because they just want to get to where they want to get to and they want to get there fast and they don't really care about the consequences along the way and it's like more and more people now are taking gear or 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 <laughs> that extra vitamin that extra vitamin uh, uh, D, uh, you know, B supplements. And um, because they want those, they want that physique now, you know, like guys are, are, are taking gear at, at 17, 16, 17 years old. And yeah, they're, they're building up this, this ridiculous muscular physique. Um, but the sustainability is not going to be there because they don't, they don't know any better. All they're doing is they're feeling good. They're going to the gym. They're looking at magazines. They're doing upper body every freaking day of the week. And the only legs they do is walking. Um, but then they, yeah, that's you know, an epiphany thing. happens and they're like, Oh wow. Oh wow. I could actually get bigger if I do my legs, if I train legs, yada, yada, yada. He, and, huge, huge thing. Huge thing from yeah. when I was growing up too. Yeah, man. So, um, that's, that's a big problem. Um, you know, kids are, kids are growing up way too fast. They, uh, they're not having an opportunity to be a kid, uh, cause there's so much technology at their hands now that it's like, as soon as a kid gets a phone, they're almost an adult. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, and then you got to think about, you know, kids with their relationships and, you know, how, <sighs> 
the way the the, the way humanity is is evolving um it's 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 pretty pretty crazy compared to like you know when i grew up in the 80s and um you know you, you didn't have all these things at your hands you know what i mean it's like like even dating apps or whatever it is it's you know it's like there's no um there's no interaction it's like it's a swipe and a like and and then you meet up and it's like you know well i always say it like there's a picture of a person and yeah there's a list of there there's basically they describe their personality to you and you could yeah. like it or not instead like of shopping, actually man yeah it's like shopping or it's like looking at a menu at a restaurant yeah you know and there's no interaction there's no human interaction and it's like you know even when you go out you know you're you know, it, it, me, I'm, my business is, is, you know, is through the, through the, the, the cyber. And so when I go out, you know, I, I, I have to put my phone away and I, and I connect with my wife and, uh, you know, my wife and I've been together since 2013 and like, we're always reinventing our relationship. It's always new. It's always fresh. We're always, you know, striving for, for new, new horizons and stuff like that, but we interact with each other. And, and that's, that's just a lost, a lost thing of, of interaction. I mean, I hope it, and I hope it doesn't get too far gone where uh, people can't pick it back up. Like, cause that's a thing oh, wow. too. Like I get Shit, home, man. I'm with my wife and I like, I put my phones like in the other room, you know, I just want to talk to her. I just want to hang out with her. Like, cause I feel like that's yeah. important. And another thing, I didn't see that a lot too growing up on the flip side, obviously like my parents were separated, but like. I didn't see the dude come home and like actually hang out with his wife and his kid. You know what I mean? So like, I oh, want to be. Happen. That didn't happen in the eighties and nineties. That didn't happen yeah. like in the baby boomers. Like, you know, uh, m- mom stayed at home, you know, take care of the kids. Dad worked all day and came home and drank. Yeah. You know what I mean, that, that's, that's the life. You know what I mean? It's like now, you know, it's turning into like, oh, who's your swole mate? Be like, that's my gym buddy, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. now, now there's more, you know, fit couples and stuff like that, where, where couples are actually starting to become teams and they're in their, their, their pioneers of their life that they're building together. And that's really, really cool to see. And then it's, it's the ones that are like, they're, 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 they're like, oh, well, we're in the crowd and everybody's doing this. Be like, let's go do our own thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like the thing is, like, who would you do the amazing race with? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, would... first off, I'm over 200 pounds, so I uh, already have a buy for not having to run. Over <laughs> 200 pounds doesn't have to run. I just get on a bike. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But you like, know what I mean, though. Like, that's what you're looking for, man. It's like I think I I think as human beings, we should be we shouldn't be looking for someone to to settle with. Uh, we should make right choice, make, make the right decisions, follow the path that we follow because it's the right thing. And then you're going to stumble upon somebody who likes what you like, does what you do, and is essentially the, the yin to your yang. And they compliment what you suck at. And that's your partner. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's who your partner should be at. And what I do like about the way the world is that there's more acceptability of who you choose to be your partner. Oh, there's yeah. More accept- there's more acceptance of, you know, if you see two girls, you know, working out together, it's, or if you see, it's, it's not as much as if you see two guys, but it's, I think it's slowly, surely, slowly getting there. Um, but, you know, again, I had a conversation with a, with a lady the other day and it's like, you know, there's this, there's this thing of where, you know, the dudes just think they're fucking better. Um, yeah, yeah, you do and, see that. And everybody else. I saw this old dude. They think- I saw a guy, senior citizen dude, like like he was an older gentleman. And he came up to this girl, had to be in her mid-20s. She's like doing some kettlebell deadlifts or something at the gym in Manhattan. And he stood across and watched her and waited for her to put the kettlebell down to go up and be like, hey, you know, you should try it like this. He didn't even, he didn't even do it right. But I'm like, this here goes some dude thinking that, he knows better. Because he's a dude. Just because he's a dude. 
just because he's a dude. That, like, I hate that. Yeah, man. It's like, it's like, you're, we're all human beings and like nobody, nobody's better than anybody. The, the, the your, your position in this, in this world should be to be a fucking good person and to help as many people as you can. That doesn't mean enable people. Like if you have a brother who's got a drinking problem, you don't give him money when he asks you for it. You, know, <laughs> yeah. you help him, you help him remove that drinking problem so he can become a better person. Right. But that, but that's what gets fed into, you know, into, into some young boy's mind of you're better. You know, women are beneath you, blah, 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 blah. They're bedridden and fucking housewives, all that kind of shit. And, um, and that's just not how human beings should be because there's no difference between a man and a woman aside from a few things their genitalia for distinction and their hormones for distinction but every and, and hormones lead to facial hair and stuff like that but we all got fucking eyes nose ears lips heartbeat fucking your intestines are no different than my intestines you know what i mean like oh, yeah. your your, your dermis, your skin is no different than mine aside from pigmentation. There's no difference between any human being on this planet aside from, you know, how they're wired in, with, with their hormones and DNA and and, um, and such. And if people would start to just fucking be cool and stop thinking that they're better or even worse than like, oh, well, I'm not as good as that's that a thing, too, bro. That negative self-talk, bro, drives me crazy. And I talk to a lot of my friends about about these things. Like I'll, I'll just have conversations with them about, yo, I just been haven't been treating myself well because and I'm like, yeah, because you're talking to yourself like you're an asshole. Like you got to yeah, talk to every, yourself like you're somebody this, you like. Yeah, everybody. Everybody's got has got this flower pot. Right. It, it is pot of soil in their head and and you can plant a few seeds in there that will grow into a beautiful life or you can consistently plant these seeds of doubt of fear of anxiety of bullshit and you'll keep watering them and that's when you turn into like just like this piss and vinegar human being when really deep down inside you're you're an awesome person you just don't know how to how to disconnect with with those thoughts and it's like if people would have this awakening moment where, where, where they don't feed self-doubt, they, they start to focus on the now and what's, yeah. what is their now and not what is their potential future. You know right. what I mean? It's like you manifest, you manifest your thoughts into actions and then your actions will turn into, into your vision of what it is. Into the life you want. I got exactly, my one of my man. one of my close friends. He has this analogy that he made recently that I it stuck with me. He said, uh, he said, the older you get, your your you you got a boat. Your boat gets bigger and bigger as you get older, and the bigger your boat gets, the harder it is to turn it around. You know what I mean? And you got like, you got to start working on your stuff and working on yourself as soon as you can, because it only gets harder. And then next thing you know, you wake up and you're 60 years old and you're like, damn, I've been treating myself like shit for decades. Well, yeah, and, and the other problem is, is that everybody cares about what everybody else thinks. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, you know, there's sometimes where I may see something, right? And, and I'm not, I'm not inclined to the knowledge on why. So I asked my wife, cause she's very, very inclined. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, why is it like that? She says, oh, it's there. They live this type of culture. I was like, oh really? She's like, yeah. So I'll go Google it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. Be like, oh, they listen to the same kind of music I listen to, you know, or whatever, yeah, something like yeah. that. And then I'll create that connection with them. But, but more and more people are like, if it's weird, it's wrong. You know what I mean? It's like, if, if someone see like our, our both of our haircuts, right? My shit is combed over and uh, I look like Buddy Holly. You know what I mean? With a nice part. Yada, 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 <laughs> little side part. Right? Little side part. You know what I mean? Right? And then you've got, you know, you've got this pop-up kind of little fro thing going on. You know what I mean? And so people may look at you and me and they're instantly going to stereotype the two of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, see, I don't, I don't feel that a lot in New York because, you know, I'm, you know, it's a, I'm in a city where you got everything. 
You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but you've got so, a lot of you've got a lot of weirdness, which is which is normal there. You which know what is I mean? normal here, but right? But you go so to the, the fucking Midwest. You go to the Midwest. You know what I mean? Where it's not so. It's not right. so. You know, no man. You know, but but that's the thing. It's like across the world, people should just accept people for who they are. Absolutely. I mean? and, Absolutely. And, and if and I mean, if you wanna you wanna shave the middle of your head and grow out a fro like that, and you just want a racing stripe down the middle of baldness, that's your thing, bro. Yeah, I think having I think do you think I think like yo, people are gonna show you know, that's why I like Star Wars. <laughs> I'm such a nerd because like you you see in Star Wars, someone walks into a bar and you got an alien with an elephant trunk sitting yep. over here. And then you yeah, got there's, some... a, there's an underlining message with Star Wars, man. It's yeah, you know I mean, it's about no matter where you are in the galaxy, you know what I mean? Like, just be a nice person, and nice runs in every single person's DNA. It's the influence that influences that they surround themselves with that 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 mute it, that that suppress that their their inner niceness because. What's the first thing that's said when a baby's born? Oh, look at that sweet baby right there. Because they are. Yo, I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot. It's like a puppy, dude. Just like a a dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like a dog. You can make a dog into an asshole. I've got two American Pitbull Staffordshire Terriers. They're 90-pound dogs, and they look like war dogs if I'm walking them down the road. But all they want to do is lick the shit out of you. That's it. That's it. You know what's so funny? I think oh, about that 90-pound dogs. When you think of a 90-pound dog, you're like, damn, that's a big dog. I was actually recently reading that tigers can weigh almost up to 600 pounds. Can you imagine running into a tiger? No, man, that's not happening, bro. <laughs> no, I don't I don't ever manifest that thought. You know what I mean? So like those are the kind of thoughts that you know you manifest and you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna walk out my front door, there's gonna be a tiger right there. And then you get all this anxiety. Yada yada yada. That's like, anxiety right there. hundred like, percent. Why the fuck would there be a tiger in Manhattan? What the what the fuck? Like, you ain't getting away the from a tiger either. No, you're not. Be like, or you better outrun fucking your boy Mike right next to you because that's who's getting crushed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But those yeah, are the kinds crazy. of anxiety thoughts that people will do. You know what I mean? It's like if, if people uh, if people would write down their dreams, right? The, the next day, like immediately so they woke up, funny that you say right? dreams. Cause I got to tell you something funny, write down their dreams. Right. And then write them down for a week, like write them down, turn the page, don't look at it. And then at the end of the week, open it up and read the shit that they dream about. They'll be like, who the fuck is in my head? Yeah, What the fuck from midnight to 6am. <laughs> Yo, it's so funny. I think about, I was like laughing at myself this morning. Like, yo, I feel like the writers, <laughs> like there's like a fucking, there's a bunch of guys in the writer's room that are writing these dreams just to fuck with me sometimes. Like, I, so I was in anticipation of our meeting today. I was like, I went to bed like, all right, cool, man. I got coach Maverick in the morning. Shit's going to be dope. And I went to sleep. And when I had, when I went to sleep, I had this dream that I was home, but it wasn't home. And my wife was working on something. And then all of a sudden there were the, all these extra people in our house, like, and it looked like a college dorm. And there were like some dudes practicing like band practice and some people working on laptops and shit. And I walked down this hallway and you're sitting in the back room, but you're like the size of a giant. And I was, and I looked at you and I was so small. And there was all this noise and I saw you and then I ran out of the room and said, babe, I need you to help me get rid of all these people. And Maverick is fucking huge. <laughs> like, but this was a real dream I had. And then I woke up like, yo, that shit was insane. Also, that's not that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. No, 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 no. It's not but, it's not the movie, it's not the movie Iron Giant or anything like that. I love that movie, but um, you know that was Vin Diesel, right? That was Vin Diesel's voice. In uh, in in, in, uh, in, in Iron the Iron Giant. Giant, he played. Yeah, the my Giant. my wife calls me that. My my wife references me as the Iron Giant. So that's funny. Um, it, one of the his quote is a Buddhist quote: "We are who we choose to be." Um, oh yeah. Uh, um, but the 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 matter of fact on that is that you really aren't who you choose to be, um, because most people don't m- most people don't make choice based on their own beliefs. They make choice based on the reaction that they're going to get from somebody else. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. All the time. You know, if more people thought 
we are who you are who you choose to be then there would be a lot more acceptance with diversity and in, in cultures and um in ways of thought um, and acceptance of thought because if you have a if you have a thought process on on a topic and i don't necessarily agree with it but you have proven your points of why you believe in it then there's validity to it it doesn't mean that i have to accept it and it doesn't mean that you have to press it upon it just means like okay cool you think that this is this and you've proven your point but i don't agree with it there's no problem no problem. I like and and, and to learning to respectfully disagree with people. I think is really important, and a lot of people have not have not you know mastered that. Respectfully um, disagree. Respectfully is great... disagreeing with people is fine. I do it all the time. I go, oh, that's how you feel about it. Okay, <laughs> like that's cool. That's, that's cool, game, bro. It's so fun. I saw this um, in another two one of your other points. I saw this Keegan Michael Key interview where he said uh, he said it's funny like in terms of being who you choose to be. He was like, it's funny, like we'll have these dreams and aspirations and like the adults and the people that are around when you're older raising you, they don't necessarily prepare you for success. They kind of like, you know, will prepare you for just in case you fail, you should also maybe try to do this or, you know, just so you can be prepared for when your dream doesn't work out or whatever you choose to be is not working, you can kind of bounce back and you don't have to feel so disappointed. But it's also rare that someone goes, hey, whatever you think you're going to be, you're going to be that. As long as you keep working hard, that's going to be your life. People don't really tell you that. No, they don't, they don't want to tell you that. And they don't want to cheer you on either. You know what I mean? It's like, your your only your only cheerleader is your wife or your husband or your close inner circle. Everybody else is gonna be like fucking dickhead. Like, yeah, wow. yeah. Like, oh, good for good for her, good for him. Blah 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 blah. And yeah, and and that's what that's there's there's a lot of that perspective in social media where it's about boasting about oh check me out look what I can do and it really creates this unrealistic realm of fitness that has become the norm for fitness it's like be like you want to get fit bro okay cool we're gonna do 15 backflip into burpees yeah. and then with, with 60 double unders right after that and then you're gonna swing this 100 pound kettlebell and you're gonna do deadlifts at 315 what fuck i just got out of my couch yeah what do you want me to do you know what i mean um but then everybody likes that shit. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, fuck yeah, bro. It's the wow. It's the wow factor. It's the wow factor. Or you got these, yeah. and you got, you got these dudes it's that are fucking. redefining the wow factor. It's about. That's it's about what it's got to be. It. Well, that's why, like, when I think about it. working one-on-one -on -one with clients, because I do all of my businesses one-on-one, and I work with a lot of people, and I like to hear what they, because somebody's coming to you, they're vulnerable. They're like, listen, I'm unhappy with my fitness. I'm unhappy with the way I look right now. I'm unhappy with the way I feel about myself. I'm unhappy with the way my clothes fit. Like it takes like breaking down walls to be able to tell somebody like that, let alone you don't even really know this person that well. And it's like, so what do we do? We make people feel comfortable, let them know that they can trust us to talk to us about that. And we're going to get them there, you know? Yep. Um, but I like to be to set these certain expectations of, hey, listen, just so you know, there's a lot of information out there. You can go on social media and see people doing shit that looks crazy. People that are already fit, like you said, somebody who's juggling a kettlebell. That person didn't just pick up a kettlebell the first time and juggle it. They, they did a goblet squat with it. They yeah. did a deadlift with it. They learned yeah. how to properly swing it. You know what I mean? Like, so we're going to start like a baby. You're going to crawl, you're going to walk, and then you're going to run, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. And you got to let people, help people understand that. And I think that's the coolest part of what we do. It's um that helping people aspect, like letting people know, like, listen, you had this in you the whole time. I'm just helping, like, I'm letting you, helping you find it. Right. Yeah, I'm just knocking the dust off you so you can so you can move um, and, and, and feel better. And that and that's that's the problem of a 
of a person like in your position or mine is that we care about human behavior and human health when most people don't you know what yeah. i mean so you're you you are trying and stressing about how can you help people live live better um but it's 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 hard sometimes it's like pulling teeth from a great white shark you know what i mean it's just people they they just don't want it until it's too late you know and then the whole pandemic hits and people are like oh fuck Oh, if I, I get in 30 shape, pounds and yeah, if I don't get in shape, I'm going to catch this and I'm going to, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to keel over and die. So now more and more people are, are, are excited about getting in shape, but then there's, there's no gyms open. So now the cost of fitness has skyrocketed because now people are having to, to charge for their time. And then individuals are like, Oh my God, I didn't know it was going to cost this much money to get in shape be like well you're paying for someone's time you're paying for their knowledge you know what i mean like let's just talk about a barber right you go to see your barber your barber charges 50 dollars a haircut but he does it in 10 minutes and you're like bro you really charging 50 dollars for a haircut yep fuck man you know what i mean oh then yeah you start to realize then you start to realize that that haircut is going to lead to so many more opportunities because it's going to directly reflect how you feel and it's going to, and that feeling is going to go into what you do with your day and how you present yourself to, to people you interact with. It's the same concept with how much you charge as a, as an instructor. You know what I mean? You're able to efficiently teach somebody in a timely manner to get them towards their goals fast. That's what they're paying for. You know what I mean? And more and more people start to understand the value of time then they'll be like, okay, cool. All right. So I'm going to go see John. John only charges $20 an hour and I'm going to work with him for a month. Okay. That's cool. What'd you learn? He taught me how to do an air squat and a push-up. Oh, okay, cool. How do you feel? Be like, oh, I feel pretty good. Okay, cool. Then you go see, you go see Corey. Corey charges $150 an hour for a month. And then you saw him however many times. What'd you learn? Shit, man. What didn't I learn? I learned how to kettlebell swing, goblet squat. I learned how to do push-ups, squats, lunges. I even got my first pull-up in the in the month working with him. And he taught me how to deadlift and bench press and understand nutrition. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, of course, and yeah, and 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 that's that's like we said. There's so much. There's so much information out there, and there's so many. You know. You got to be able to, the thing is, it's, it's, it's kind of a time for people to just uh, capitalize on other people's ignorance, unfortunately, you know what I mean? In terms of if you look the part already and you say, Hey, listen, come do this. You don't necessarily need to be good. You could. There's only a problem with that is that there are people that look really, really good without their shirt off. But they don't know how to teach people how to get that's that way. yeah for sure so people have to do their own research and they have to build up their credibility and credibility is built by what you display and how you display it and how you present it and if you present it in a way where to where it's where it is easily understood audit through 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 hearing and through visually because if an individual sees your product, you are the symbol of it. So your representation of your product, okay, cool. This guy is in good shape and this is what he does for exercise, for health and fitness. I like what he does and I think that he's in good shape. So he probably um, can get me in good shape. Oh, and he knows how to teach it because he's demonstrating educational value with his product. Okay, cool. So this guy is in good shape. He moves well and he can teach well. Those are the things you got right there. Oh yeah, those are super important. Those are those, those are, are huge. Important. But people aren't looking at that. People are looking at nine dollar and ninety nine cent subscriptions and feeding the pockets of of these fitness influencers influencers uh, that are playing on the ignorance of those of. that are less inclined. Of the general population. Yeah, man. And that's what it is. But uh, yep. Ma Coach Maverick, um, I want to say thank you. We're uh, at the end of our time here for the Ready show. That? But um, 
I want you to tell my uh, listeners where they could find you and um, where they could find some of your stuff. And you got you got a lot of great information and knowledge on your page and people that are interested in maybe getting into kettlebells or fitness. Where can we find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Mavericks Fieldhouse, uh, and you can uh, find my website, mavericksfieldhouse.com. I offer classes uh, that are that you can you can sign up. You don't even have to talk to me. And uh, right now we have a Saturday class at noon, uh, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. It's based on one kettlebell. All you need to do is have some basic kettlebell knowledge. And um, there's a lot of coaching involved with it. And, uh, and, then, and then I train with everybody. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's education and fitness all in about 60 to, you know, to, to a minute or to an hour and 15 or something like that. Depends on how many questions people have and so on and so forth. But, and then you can find as much content as you need on uh, Instagram. I do have a YouTube channel that is slowly developing into more, more instructional value. Um, but sky's the limit for anything. If you look, if you do mavericksfieldhouse.com or mavericksfieldhouse at gmail.com, you'll find me. I'm, uh, I'm very, very approachable and uh, uh, here to help anybody who needs help with whatever kind of fitness they want. doesn't matter. As long as it's not fitness pizza in your mouth. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you guys. And I hope you enjoyed that and found some value in that and uh, find Coach Maverick on Instagram and everywhere else. Find me at CoreyHasAPodcast at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram, CoreyEasley underscore, and hit me up. Holla at your boy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Thank you for tuning in. Like the show, share it, and subscribe to it. Later. Good stuff, y'all. Be well.